Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. We hope this message empowers you to love life, love Jesus, love people, and dream more. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. Hello, here we are, 2020. I want to share with you a story, and I want to personally invite you to be a part of what we're doing in January. 21 days of prayer at the loft Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Saturdays at City Life at 10 a.m. And then our Sunday series called First. When I wear this shirt, people always read it. God taught me. One guy even came up to me when I was eating food. He said, what's that mean? It's a song title of a performer, Zonti. Now, our kids love Zonti. They've had this song on repeat in our home so many times. I mean, they're jamming that thing. Like, if you ask me how I did it, I say, God taught me. And they're like, again, again. Say, God taught me. When they ask me why I'm different, I say, God The same conference I was speaking at, Zonti was going to be there. And we were telling our kids about it and all this stuff. But one of the coolest things I found out about Zonti was how he wrote this song. He was stuck, he was frustrated, and before he went to bed, he asked the Lord, will you give me a song? I give it to you, I can't do it without you, I don't even want to make music unless you're in it. The Lord woke him up and he said in moments, he was able to pen the song, God Taught Me. I mean, the thing is catchy, it's powerful. And so what he felt that he was stuck, he was frustrated, God was able to instantly, in minutes, Breathe life into it as he prayed first. You know, in life we get so caught up in our busyness and we're stuck and we're frustrated, but we don't even calm down and slow down and do what Zanti did. Pray. Ask God. And January is a great opportunity to do that, to pray first, to put the first things first. And you know, it was so cool about being in Florida at this conference. Showed up with our family and we were there early so that we could pray and prepare for what God wanted to do that day. And then sure enough, here's we in the parking lot. We're walking into the church. Who do we see in the parking lot? Zonti. And I'm like, oh, I'm not with fanboy. Like I could, it was for my kids, right? I want you to meet my kids. They got this thing on repeat. And he was there early to pray. I was there early to pray. And God connected us. And I thought it was such a cool moment that the kids got to meet their hero of the season, Zonti, by simply praying first. So that's the, that's the principle, friends. Let's pause. Let's pray. Let's put the first things first in January 2020. This is a big decade for us. I mean, this is big, y'all. Let's not play play. Let's get the foundation right. You feel me? So you're invited. We'll see you at the loft. We'll see you Saturdays at City Light and then our Sunday series. You belong here first. Yeah, 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 yeah. 2020, here we come. Hey, we got a big day today. It's the all-internship graduation. I want to call the all-interns to the stage. We're going to be hearing from them in just a moment. And while they're coming to the stage, I want to tell you what the internship is. A thumbnail, 12 months long, consisting of four quarters. First quarter, B. It's all about identity, us discovering what is our purpose and the church's identity. What is the church's purpose? But it isn't in what we do, it's in whose we are. That's our identity. Number two, to do. The second corner, to learn what it means. Hey, talk is cheap. We got to serve and we're going to dominate. And then the third quarter, extreme ownership. Like it's not anybody else's fault. It is 
my fault. Come on, that'll help a marriage in this house right here, right now. It's not your fault, it's my fault. And then the fourth quarter, which is dream. So big that it would get God's attention, right? And so they completed uh, a dozen books. We did trips. Um, we we uh, had business tours. We uh, just practically served in schools. We had such, such a cool year, and we're getting to see you know, a little bit of their dream and ultimately kind of celebrate what God is doing in them. But I also want to say this. I think God wants to do something in us today too. Like it's both, it's both and. And they were also out fundraising, helping uh, get partners to invest in them. But this church invested in them that two-thirds for all of their tuition was paid for because the church invested them last year for the, for the house offering. Like that happened, right? And so here we are. We got Michael, we got Chelsea, we got Ashton, we got Bria, we got Victoria, we got Kayla, we got Javon, and we got Modesto. And what we're going to do is we're going to put a shot clock on the screen. They got a three-minute countdown, and whoa, darn, whoa, nice hat, nice hat on, nice hat. That's good, that's good, nice hat. No, this is an amazing picture. But, okay, so we got a three-minute countdown. And each person is going to share their dream project that they completed this year. And I think it's going to minister to us. So without further ado, let's give it up for Michael. What's up, guys? Yes, this is awesome. So my dream project is definitely uh, inspired by just everyone that's believed in me when I didn't believe in myself and uh, dedicated to everyone that's created an atmosphere for me to just become who I am today. So I'm just really thankful. And uh, without the investment of City Life, I definitely would not be here. Um, yeah, so Atmosphere is a painting company that aspires to hire people recovering from drugs and alcohol. Um, just, yeah, giving people a space to be healthy and, and yeah, just be safe, have a healthy community. And, um, you know, my story is unique. I was addicted to drugs, alcohol, and, you know, I put myself in situations that was toxic. And I knew I wanted something different, just really didn't know how to do that. And so my life started to switch up when I, I actually found uh, Jerome's CD in this trailer park. It was the greatest job ever, you know, cleaning out trailers. And um, I found his CD, and later I met Jerome. And through that, City Life paid for me to go to rehab for a whole year. So that was crazy. I love City Life for that. And um, yeah. It was great, and when I got back, I really just wanted to help people, and so um, I, re like, I applied for recovery services, all this stuff. I'm like, I'm not painting, I'm not doing labor. I ended up doing the exact opposite. Um, I ended up painting and doing landscape. Um, but I got a call back from a recovery service. They're like, yeah, you can't get the job. You gotta be two years sober. I'm like, all right, that sucks, dang. So. My friend was like, hey, so if God was like, yo, paint for the rest of your life, would you do it? And I'm, I kind of laughed, and I was like, no, like, that's not what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. That's not going to happen. And sure enough, here I am today, humbled, you know what I'm saying? And I feel good about it, a new perspective, because I, I want to help people through that. And yeah, I mean, atmosphere is definitely more than, you know, putting paint on the walls. It's, it's just... Uh, it's about the last, you know, the least, the unlikely people to come make a difference in people's lives. And, um, yeah, I want it to evolve into uh, an outpatient program where there's, uh, you know, we're just living life together. There's counseling, financial guidance, and um, 
yeah, like volunteering at the school. It's kind of really what we do here at City Life. I really just want to bring people that might not have that resource in their own community, maybe people that are just hanging out, not really doing much, just to try to get them involved uh, with something that matters. And yeah, the coolest thing about this, like I still struggle today and people still believe in me. So even though it's a risk and there might be pain involved with helping people, you know, people took that risk for me. So I plan to do the same. Thank you. Yes, Chelsea. Hello, everyone. Um, I'm Chelsea. Um, April 30th, 2013 was the last day um, I took a blade to my skin, and it was the first day of the rest of my life. Um, whew, yeah, give it up for that. Um, Jesus is good. Um, so I struggled a lot with mental health. Um, all the emotions you could feel, sadness, depression, anxiety, uh, grief from losing people, um, all the above, really. And um, I didn't know how to combat that. I didn't know how to come against that. And I didn't know, like, I didn't know what was against me, and I didn't know who was for me either. Um, and that paradox was, like, it was difficult because I used um, the physical pain to try to rid me of my internal pain. And clearly, that's... That's not the way to go. Um, and thank you, Jesus, for saving me from that. But um, the real, that was the real reason why uh, when we were challenged to dream, um, that was a part of what I wanted to do was advocate care and mental health because it's really, really, really important, friends. Um, so my mental care is a resource by way of app and website that will allow for um, information and tools and resources to kind of help advocate that and get, get the word out um, so that we can be aware. Um, I think it's really important that the church is extending a healthy hand and not so much as we're carrying so much of what we, what we go through day to day, but it's, it's really, really, really important. I think it was so cool that I got to share this first with the church. Um, I want us to be healthy, so uh, that's why I feel like it's most important to me um, to advocate and bring awareness to mental health. Um, so, yeah, Revelation 12:11 says uh, we overcome, and help me with this, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the what? Word of our testimony. Exactly, and so I think that um, it's also important, I think, that um, on the the app and the website, I would include a space where um, I would share my personal testimony, just like I am now, because I feel like it's important to allow people the space to do so, um, and then prayer requests, all that kind of stuff, but um, I have three practical ways that we can do this, uh, reaching out, so um, to me, these things came to me when I thought about what it was that helped me, um, it was reaching out to community, um, always allowing, allowing the community to help me and not be closed off. Um, step out, so step out from my comfort and allow people to, yeah, just allow people in and then stay out. So like discipline, to stay out of that box. Um, so I wanna do this thing really quick. Say these things with me. I am loved. I am loved. I belong. I belong. And I have purpose. And I have purpose. There you go, we started it. Thank you guys. <laughs> That's good, Chelsea. All right, we got Aston. Okay, yo, 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 yo. All right, guys, we got three minutes. It's game time. Ready? So my dream, my dream project is fire squads, and this is an extension of life groups. Although these life groups wouldn't take place within the congregation, but rather the congregation taking place outside. 
These would consist of sedan-sized groups, that being a one-to-four ratio, the leader in the driver's seat and the youth in the remaining four seats. And what it would look like is the leader would take his or her squad out on activities and life events and just honestly being a consistent and familiar face in the life. And then following every year would be a week-long summer camp providing a fun, but more importantly, an exposure to city life and the gospel. Yo, guys, my name is Ashton, and I, I grew up without a consistent mentor in my life up until I was the age of 15 years old. And at that time of my life, I was invited to a youth group where it was a group of friends in Lansing, and we went, and I was placed in this small group, and my small group leader was basically like my twin. Dude loved workouts and like fitness and football, and he would like, he'd be like, bro, how many push-ups can you do? I'd be like, bro, like 100, and it was super cool, but he was like my twin, but he challenged me. And not in like who could do more pull-ups or who could do a better, like bigger bench press. Now he would actually challenge me to like, yo, bro, I bet you can't not cuss for a week. I'd be like, huh? He'd be like, bro, I bet you can't not talk about girls in a negative way for like two weeks. And I was like, bro, bet. Yeah, I can't. I, I got that. Like I thought he was coming at my competitive spirit. But rather he was actually like shifting my moral compass. And so as the year progressed, I eventually was invited to this summer camp, and I immediately turned it down. I was like, there's no way I'm wasting my summer at some church camp. I didn't grow up in the church. I was like, no. And these dudes were like, come on, bro, you got to go. Like, what are the odds? And so if you don't know what are the odds are, what are the odds is a game in which you choose a number in between 1 and 10. And then on that, in that ratio, you go, so you, you count to 3, and you both have to choose a number. So my dude goes, all right, ready? 3, 2, 1, 4. Ah, dang it. What's that mean? Now I'm solidified. Now I'm going. Now I'm headed to camp. And I go, but y'all, it was vastly different than what I expected. It was actually extremely fun, but I was, I was given, I was presented the gospel truthfully in a way in which I could digest. I got saved at that camp. That's crazy. And so, and so I, I, I got to keep going. And so this is why Fire Squads is so dear to my heart because, yo, in Lansing, 4,000 youth don't have mentors. That's crazy. And so I believe that fire squads would revolutionize the game with youth empowerment and mentorship. We would meet them where they're at. We would begin at Summer Place and dream to hit every low-income household in the greater Lansing area. And that's, that's just the dream. And I believe that, that with this and giving the opportunity to lead and empower youth, and then the best thing ever, just honestly, ultimately, the res- like to present the gospel. That's my dream clock. Mm. Bring up. Good morning. Woo. So today we're going to talk about black girls, okay? All right. So my project is entitled The Four Black Girls Initiative, which would be an online blog and physical meetup space that allows space for black girls to reimagine their identity through critical conversations around shame, wholeness, and grace. Now... Before you shut down on me, because we're talking about black girls, I want you to take a second and think about what narratives come to mind when we think about black girls. Generally, when we hear about black girls, we hear about them being ratchet. We hear about them being fast. We hear about them being bad. We hear about them being disrespectful. All of these negative connotations. And eventually, those become a part of their identity. They embody it. And so what happens is these girls grow up and embody these negative ideas, and then they pass those on to the next generation of black girls, and it becomes a cycle of shame. And so the only way that we can begin to eradicate this cycle is if we try and create spaces to help black girls reimagine themselves outside of the concept of shame. So let me tell you a little bit about me. So growing up, I never thought that I was pretty. 
So I believe that if I could not be pretty, I would be smart. I would be good, and that would save me. So I pursued a lot of different degrees. I became a part of a lot of different initiatives in order to be acceptable in society, but it didn't save me. As a survivor of molestation and rape, when I grew up in church, I heard this thing that I had to be pure, I had to be good. And in church, you know, you can't have sex. So we put all of the onus on black girls, on girls in general, but specifically black girls to protect themselves, to keep themselves pure. We don't ever talk about the other person or the men who also have responsibility. It's all about girls. So I believed after I experienced all of that, that I was damaged that I would never be able to do anything. And so what would happen if we created spaces where black girls could live outside of shame, where they can be curious, where they can ask questions, where they can be free? And that is what my project is about. It's about creating spaces so black girls can pursue wholeness, not to be accepted by society, but to be whole and accept themselves. Thank you. Bria. That's awesome. Victoria. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for coming to our internship graduation today. Um, a little fun fact about me, I love taking showers. Um, when I lived in Wakusta with my granny, um, I would take showers like two times a day because we had a well, so it was like, didn't cost that much money. Um, but uh, I am um, doing this project because I or I want to start an um, showers for the downtown, um, three showers for women, three showers for men, for the homeless people to come and just get clean. We want people to, um, yeah, experience Jesus, but we also want people to um, just come and provide a space for them to, uh, for their hygiene and things like that. So when I was around the age of 15, um, my dad was at the lowest point of his life. Um, he worked at MSU for 27 years, lost his job. Um, he was an alcoholic and he was homeless. And, um, but he always looked and smelled so good. He was always hooked up. Um, and um, my dad had bought a Fitness USA Lifetime Gym membership back then. You could do that. And so um, he would go there all the time. He'd go to the spy, take showers, he'd work out. Um, and it always provided a space for him to come and to show up for us kids um, in the little things. You know, he always, he could see us kids. He could um, pick up a little side job um, just from taking a shower. And so, um, like I said, ultimately our job is to um, provide a space for people to um, come and take showers. We want people to get clean on the inside. We want people to get healed. We want people to meet Jesus. Um, we want holiness and we want people, uh, restoration for families and things like that. Um, and just a little side note. So, like I said, I love taking showers. It is my time to um, process and wash the day off and relax and things like that. Um, I went six days without taking a shower um, for this project, and it was horrible. Um, I, yeah, I had to apply deodorant like seven, like seven days in a, in a row without showering. It was so bad. Um, and I just thought through that, and I was like, how can people who um, don't have showers, don't have jobs, don't have families, don't have anything, how do people expect them to go get jobs or have restoration for their lives and things? So, um, yeah, that was just a little experiment. I thought God was like, you know, I think you should try it, you know, just see what it would be like. And people have layers. People have, um, yeah, like I said, no, they have nothing. Um, so, yeah, that's my dream to get people clean. Also, um, this is a picture of my father. Um, he, this is, we were serving at the Lansing City Outreach in this picture after he had went to rehab and got sober and he found the Lord and got saved. So, praise the Lord. Thank you. 
Kayla, a.k.a. Coach Perky. Hey, guys. All right, so I'm Coach Perky, a.k.a. Kayla. So, okay, so imagine this scenario. I'm sure everyone had this experience. So you're in the car, and you're driving, and you hear a song for the first time, and you listen to it, and you're like, okay, I don't like that. But then... Of course, radio repeats songs all the time. So then you listen to it and you listen to it, you listen to the words and you're like, okay, like I can get with this. And then it becomes your favorite song and then you blast it all the time. So this scenario represents my life. So um, growing up, I always had a problem with my weight, like fluctuating. Um, I look small now, but I was like 40 pounds heavier. And um, for me, I've struggled with anxiety, depression, um, getting picked on as a kid, people judging me um, and not seeing me for who I was. They just looked at this girl and just judged me and never really got to know who I was. So it caused me to have insecurities about myself and how I looked and how I like projected myself. So that's how I ended up falling in love with fitness. I took initiative in myself. I'm like, okay, like Kayla, you need to take care of yourself. So I end up working out and that's how I end up falling in love with fitness and growing that confidence in myself and growing just to love myself and spending time with God. So my business would be Coach Perky Fitness. That would be the name of my business. And for my internship, I, I fundraise money through hosting an event, a workout event for the community to come and just try workouts and just get resources. So um, down the road, I want to continue to do that and have other um, partners with not just personal health, like physical health, but mental health. Because it's not just about your body, but it's about your mind. And I want to have like clinics for like chiropractors or um, therapists for people to just use those resources and be able to obtain those because some people don't know that they're out there and it, people need those resources. I needed those resources and I want me to be transparent and my business to be transparent and meet people where they're at and be able to love them and create that support system for them because some people don't have a support system outside their family or don't even have their family. So my business would project that. So I love people. So these are like um, pictures of like my life and I'm a personal trainer so I teach and these girls right here I through this internship we volunteer at Pat and Gail and I remember being those girls the people that were the girls that were misunderstood no one invested in them so I want to be a role model for those girls to be able to just sh like shine that light and have the freedom to be them because I want the freedom to be me and everyone deserves that so that's what Coach Perky Great job. Hey, how are y'all doing? Javon. My name is Javon Elvis, and, <laughs> and my dream is to be the most consistent dream team member just by greeting and uh, saying goodbye. That's it. Uh, in June, it was June 18th, I got in the car, and I was driving to pick up Jorge, who I love dearly. Um, Semi-accident happened, and when that happened, I looked too long, and then in front of me was the car. Smacked it. I'm supposed to be dead. Uh, I didn't have my seatbelt on. I was, I was going 70. Um, day prior, Rob G., who I work with at Shapeshift, he was in the car, and I was telling him, I'm done with the internship. It's not for me. 
I need stability, not knowing that it was giving me stability at the time. But um, I told him in the car, I was like, hey, you know what? But if God wants me, though, he's going to break my leg and carry me the rest of the way. That's it. Oh, well, you give God an ultimatum. <laughs> He'll show up um, for sure. So that's what happened. But while I was in bed, people came out. I mean, all of City Life, they came out. They did meal, you know, they brought meal trains. They, I mean, they just came up to visit me. And that was like the greatest thing that I could ever have in my life because we really think, well, what I thought was when I came into this, this, it wouldn't be enough. It's not sufficient. This doesn't last long, but Jesus does. His love does. And that's what we have. And so, I mean, with all of y'all being here, I still get to go ahead and have the heartbeat of Jesus. And you guys pour into me daily. And every time I feel unqualified um, that I'm not supposed to be here, I am. Because he, that's who he chose. He chose me. He chose you. And uh, I'm just so thankful that that's what, it, like, what I get. Because Jerome and my sister, they built this thing. And like they have saved us all. They get us closer to Jesus. Um, and I just like people say, hey, how do you cook? Like, why do you like to cook? My sister did not like to cook when she had to be our mother. And it was the sweetest thing to just see her like be like, I don't want to do this. And that's how I came to love cooking. And I want to go ahead and read something. Uh, we had the thank, the thank you cards. Um, a few people gave me some, but the, you know what I mean? That's because they're awesome. <laughs> But what I did is I wrote this to City Life. Since it is God's choice to make you his bride, you have saved and done many good works in the name of the Lord. I'm happy and proud to see such faith, hope, and love come from our God's creations. The change that you are doing makes me think of joy and battle cries from angels and all the heavenly beings on your behalf. The most high is glorified when anyone speaks about you. For the days I have gained, my heart has changed. What's up, you guys? So, uh, so my dream project is Kid City Worship. Uh, so I moved here from Tampa, Florida to do this internship. Radically changed my life to be a part of this community. Um, and so we're going to be changing Kid City a little bit up today, and I know we got big kids in here. So to give you a little bit of taste of what Kid City worship is going to be like, we're going to go ahead and show you guys a song. Is that cool? All right, so is, I got... Is that what we're doing? Is that what we're doing? That's, that's what, we're doing. what we're doing. So my boy, Devin, McBuckets, uh -huh. uh -huh. he's helping me out today. Kason's helping me out today. I heard we got some big kids in here, so I need some big kids to help me out. Jerome, why don't you come up? Roman, you want to come up? I like that. Let's anybody see else, any other big else? kids in the room want to come Selena. on up on stage. Oh, dang. Ooh. Selena can dance for those of you I, who don't I know. I heard we got some girls in here that could break dance, too. We need some girls up here. You know what I'm saying? I like Ooh, it. Yeah, Zach. He said yeah, Zach. he bowed it. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to be that guy and ask everybody to stand up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we get hype in here. We ain't, uh, we ain't Wait, we want to teach, the, we teach them the hook. We yeah, before we start, hook. before we start. Hold on, hold on. Let's pause that real quick. Before we start the song, I'm going to teach them the hook real quick. So yeah, it goes yeah, like yeah. this. So you say, I'm, I'm loved, loved, belong, and have purpose. I'm loved, belong, and have purpose. I'm loved, belong, and have purpose. 
I'm love, belong, and have purpose. And then you're going to say, Kid City, where you at? Right here. 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 All right, now I think, I think we're ready. I think we're good. You can run it. You can I run think it. we're ready. Uh-oh. Now, look, I like to get hyped. So I need everybody to get hyped with us. Exactly. All right? Get a little loose. Shout out to Ashton's love. voice on the intro. Loose. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Y'all ready? I say y'all ready? Come on, y'all man. ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's go. I don't think you understand what you You just broke history. Yeah, I am who I am. God made me to be. I'm love, I'm smart, got a PhD. We may be young, but God can still use we. We stand in courage, don't know defeat. We all belong, that's community. We all are equal, that's unity. We all have purpose, that's destiny. All races, all faces, diversity. We blowing up the scene, that's TNT. This freedom looking real, clean on me. Homie, that's glory that they see on me. And I can't read intelligence like a library. They're looking for the dreamers, but we already here. Rapping and dancing, laughing in front of the mirror. They're looking for the dreamers, but we already here. They're looking for us, we got something to share. I'm love, belong, and have purpose. 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 Kid City, where you at? Right here. Kid City, where you at? Right here. Kid City, where you at? Right here. Kid City, where you at? Our music in the light of the sun Dancing to the rhythm of the kingdom to come You ask me if I'm a winner, it's already done No matter where I go, no matter where I stay I am free to run, my life is a game Wake up in the morning and I'm ready to play Feel this like a lion and I'm roaring The name is Jesus So we never freeze up, shining so bright The darkness can't see us Yeah, I got the truths, kinda like Capri Suns Telling everybody, my God loves Yeah, I like Star Wars but don't call me solo, got a squad with me everywhere I go, bro. Joy is overflowing, kinda like the faucet. Dreams so strong, you can never stop it. Stop it. You can never stop it. Now I need everybody to get hype with us. As loud as you can. As we loud as you it. can. Yo, Kid City, where you at? Right here. 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 I'm love, belong and have purpose. 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 Kid City, where you at? Right here. 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 Yeah. Oh yeah. Thank you guys so much. We want to do Kid City worship one song at a time. We just want to love on these kids of the next generation. Let's give it up for them. That was awesome. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Um, I want to call Josh to the stage. And Josh is part of City Life. We are City Life. And we are part of the global body. But Josh also leads... Block imaging, which we got to tour, right? So it's kind of twofold because our lives should be looked at as whole. And when we were talking and thinking of how would we kind of end service and ultimately there needs to be not just 
head information, but a heart transformation, an impartation, right? To speak to our souls. And I asked if he would come share and just speak to our souls. And I believe it's going to speak to all of our souls. Thank you, Josh. Thank you. I shared in the first service, and this is going to be pretty similar, but I think it's one of those uh, seeds to just really bury it deep. Um, I was listening to a podcast, and there's a, a woman named Melissa Helser, and she, she talked about community in this piece that she said, we don't have a model for community, but we have values, and values can be planted anywhere. And so as I was thinking about this internship and, and celebrating you guys, the accomplishment of the last year and then the launch into the next 10 years, of which some of you guys are going to be in your 30s. And that's hard to imagine. Like 10 years, a lot's going to happen. And I was taking a shower in honor of Victoria. And that's where, that's where God speaks to me frequently and I was just saying hey what is it that you want me to share with the interns as we celebrate this day and and he took me to the trinity and a lot of Christians Jerome and I were talking about this a couple weeks ago we kind of we talk as if Christianity just makes perfect sense but it's a great mystery and so because our minds are finite God decided to reveal himself as three persons in scripture and we've heard the triune God or the Trinity. And the first is God the Father, the creator of heaven and earth. And he's a father. And it says in, in the word that he's a kind father. He's a good father. It says that he loves us. And it says that he will never leave us. And for many of us, when we think about our earthly dad and we think about our heavenly dad, like the words when we think about our earthly dad, kindness and, and never leaving some of us have never met our earthly father. And so there's a great dichotomy there, and yet God says, I am your father. I am Abba. I am your daddy. And then we know that before the foundation of the world, he sent Jesus. This was his plan A. This wasn't just because we messed up like he had this from the beginning, to send his only son to die on the cross, to live as a man, to go through what we're going through today, and to give his very best for us. And in John, when he's getting ready to leave and his disciples are trying to convince him, like, no, 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 you gotta stay. We gotta, you're here to take over. He says, no, 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 I have to leave because only when I leave, I'm going to send you an advocate also called the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit's a really mysterious thing, even sometimes called the Holy Ghost. And yet he says, it's better that the Holy Spirit be inside of you than I be with you. That's right. The, the Jesus who has raised from the dead, Lazarus, the Jesus who has made the blind to see, the Jesus who's multiplied the fish and loaves, the Jesus who's cast demons into pigs and forced them to run into the sea, that Jesus, it's actually better that I leave you. And they're like, no, 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 no. Because this Holy Spirit is here to guide you, to encourage you, to comfort you, to interpret what's going on in your life and in your day and in your relationships. And so, well, we have the opportunity to worship and to pray to God. I feel like this is like a great wedding invitation or like a birthday invitation for you guys and for me and for City Life as a church in the next 10 years to also relate to God in the three sides of the coin that he is. 
as Father God when you need someone to, to come underneath the shelter of his provision, his security, his strength, his power, the Papa that he is. And then there are other times where, well, Jesus shed his blood once and for all, we also are forgiven over and over and over again. And there are times we need to call upon the blood of Jesus, the Jesus that's referred to in scripture as brother and friend. And then the last is the Holy Spirit lives inside of us, lives in our bellies. And so we get to say, Holy Spirit, what is it that you're asking me to do? to turn right or to turn left, to buy a vehicle, to take a job, to, to whatever it is, to, to navigate a family situation that many of us face. Like, Holy Spirit, what is it that you want me to do? I need your interpretation. I need your comfort. I need your direction. And so that's the invitation for each of you in the next year and the next 10 years and the rest of your life to rely on God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so we as a church are proud of you the choices you've made, the way that you're set apart, like this intern class will never happen again. Like 2.0, it will never happen again. And so the way that you guys have served this church, been the hands and feet of Christ to kids and to adults, uh, we bless you in the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. tangibly we want to serve you and and ultimately thank you and also want to thank the church for being a church that invests in people you realize it's way easier to have a class and it's way easier to have a service than it actually is to love people and get in the trenches and serve each other and to immerse our lives together not for the fun Sundays I had somebody ask, they said, I want to start an internship. I get to see all the crazy things the interns are doing. So tell me what it's like. And I told them about a lot of the war stories behind the scenes. <laughs> and they were like, oh, we ain't starting an internship. <laughs> no, clear as day. They were like, we ain't ready. Because it's a certain weight that you have to carry. And it's a weight that we've all carried. We've invested in. We've created space for. And the, the church has shown up, whether it's somebody in the hospital or somebody feeling like they're, they're, they want to just give up or even worse yet, have given up and then been chased and all these things. And yes, there's books. Yes, there's moments that's structured. But actually, it's been the intangible moments that has just made this so legendary, right? All in. Turn ship. So thank you for being an all-in environment, City Life, because it was a year ago for the Heart for House offering that we invested our largest to the date year-end giving to help scholarship two-thirds of all of their tuition that paid for their trips, paid for different fun things we did, paid for off-sites, paid for books. And then they were able to go out there and, and partner with people for the rest. But that way, like... They were able to have an opportunity that they necessarily wouldn't have had because last year's offering to invest. One of the phrases we talk about, and this is a tough one, we never lose investing in people. 
Put that on repeat for a second. We never lose investing in people. Oh, there's going to be a lot of moments that feel like losses. But they're investments when they're in Jesus' name. That's what you guys did tangibly last year. And so we're going to get an opportunity because we want to close this year strong. This is the end of a decade. It's an end of our services, all of that. But the Heart for the House offering is going to continue to invest in people. And in just a few moments, we're going we're gonna to make a push. We're going to pass the buckets again. But I want you to hear this. Don't hear pressure. If you're like Grinch at the beginning of the movie and your heart's real small, and it's just callous and you don't even know if it exists and you don't want to invest in people financially or you don't have the means, then by all means, like, look, this ain't your moment. But if your heart's growing and even in this service or it's pumping through your chest and you're like, I want to make a difference and I want to invest and I want to be generous and I, I want to go big and I want to end this season by entering a new season by investing in people, then that's tangibly what we're going to get to do. And we can do that, you know, check, card, and on the website, but really, I think this quote sums it up because Zach shared with me the other week is the whole premise of how we even frame money, I think, is framed in this Walt Disney quote. And Walt Disney said, we don't make movies to make money. We make money to make movies. We don't have church to make money. We use money to make disciples to invest in people. That's what money is. There's a picture from your guys' um, escape room, one of the team building activities. <laughs> and the escape room is you get an hour to, to, to unlock the clues to get out of the room. One hour. And if you notice the time that they escaped was 59 minutes and 59 seconds. You can't make that up. <laughs> no, like, you can't make that up. And I'm sure, I wasn't there, but I'm sure you were already calculating the loss. We ain't getting out. We ain't getting out. We're going to have to go back and tell them we didn't get out. Our team needs help. But yet, because you just continued to show up, and I believe this to be prophetic for your life, there's going to be moments when it feels like God is late and you're not going to get out, but he's always on time, his time, late to ours. But he will be there every time. He's already made a way out of the escape room forever. It's finished. And we get to share in that because he don't quit we just do right he's the same yesterday today and forever so don't quit even if it looks like there's one second there's one second God's got you but see you thought that was for them right that was for us right I can't escape no 59 minutes and 59 seconds we share that banner too we get out I pray that today is a day that we remember that and we never forget that. It's seared on our souls. I mean, branded in our skin for all to see that we're the Lord's. Amen? We have some gifts we want to bring to you. And we also want to do an act that Jesus showed us to, to, to wash feet. And we have some leaders that are going to wash your feet 
And in our culture, we don't really understand because we have shoes. But in order to translate this, of Jesus washing somebody's feet, that would be equivalent. Maybe if I just met you and I'm coming to your house and I said, hey, I want to clean your toilet with a, a, a toothbrush. You'd be like, yo, that's a disgust. What? That's gross. You, you get out of here. Well, the grossest parts of our life, like Jesus goes down to and he, and he identifies with and then he's, and he's willing to, to help clean. He's willing to humble himself, yet as a king and go super low. So as a church, I don't think we can ever, like even me as a leader, because we were like, oh, do we do this, don't we? And I said, you know what? I need to do this. Right? I, I just need to do this. So thank you for letting, uh, don't, we're not special. I want to uh, just come trying to frame it. We're not special because we're washing feet. <laughs> no, God's washed our feet. And I got to remember, like, we got to go low all the time. We got to go low all the time. That's what the internship is. We got to go low all the time. Um, some of the gifts we got, uh, you know, Michael, we got you a paint sprayer for atmosphere co or atmosphereco.space. If you want to go to his website, atmosphereco.space, uh, because he'll be doing jobs and you'll be investing in the next person that's going to find a CD in a trailer park and they're going to be struggling with addiction and you're going to be able to help them. And you know, Chelsea, in your bag is an investment towards your future. A financial, tangible seed that you can put towards whatever you see fit to invest in what God's doing in you. Ashton, in your bag, is financially, you're getting ready to think of school or whatever, investment, car, etc. Same thing, an investment for you to invest in yourself as you see fit for the next journey. Bria, school's got a lot of bills, y'all. In that bag is an investment in you as a church to say, hey, keep going. Use that money towards school. Use it to black girl initiative. <laughs> I might even show up in a forum every once in a while. <laughs> Vic, transportation got a little volatile this year, didn't it? But God came through 59 minutes and 59 seconds, right? You got a little payment. We're wanting to invest in you. Put that money towards it so you can continue to learn some of the things you guys have done. They all are Financial Peace graduates as well this year. <laughs> Investing in them. Kayla, look, coach, right? I mean, your, your workout spaces and the environments you're creating, we want to invest in your business. We want to invest in you as a person, as you as a coach that's caring about people's whole being, way beyond their physical. But I know you care about their spiritual so that's what we're investing in you for. Coach Perky, dominate. Javon, you had transportation. God blessed you. You said the craziest prayer, God, if you want me, break my legs. Next day he does. I'm not saying, I don't know the theology for all that, but it did happen, okay? <laughs> but we want to invest in your next transportation. So use that funds to, to, to just restore, reset, bro. You know? And Modesto, what we've done for you is, man, I've heard your call for wanting to be a kid's pastor for a long time. Long time. And there's this thing called the Orange Conference. 
that you went to and you thought, oh, this little suburban conference isn't going to be able to teach you nothing. And you went to this inner city workshop and this little white lady was up there speaking. You're like, she's not going to know anything about the inner city. Next thing you know, she started cooking and she started bringing out all these spices and you couldn't believe. And then God starts showing you, man, kids ministry's it. You got to give a voice for the marginalized. You got to give a voice for the kids. You got to give them a future that you felt like you didn't have in those moments. And so we're sending you to the Orange Conference again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so here's what we're going to do. As a team, we're going to be washing their feet. We're going to be praying. And as a church, if you want to extend a hand, you want to pray, whatever. And and then we're also going to watch a cool highlight video while we're doing this to see their intern year kind of recap experience. Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. For more information, messages, and to partner financially, go to citylifelancing.com. You belong here.